Hey, hey, this is ALA. I'm preparing dinner on a Thursday, and this is We're Out Here. to today's podcast y'all thanks so much for you know listening um yeah i appreciate y'all like, i don't know if i say that enough but i do um so yeah i just came home from work uh maybe about an hour ago um it's been a pretty rough week to be honest um with its ups and downs and its highs and lows and um you know even though it's been this way I feel like there's still a ton to be grateful for there's still a lot to look forward to um just to kind of recap with you guys what's been going on this week um uh, because I'm a Japanese resident because I'm a foreigner I have to go to the immigration office sometimes to uh what's the word I have to uh, make sure I can stay in the country, basically, by renewing my visa. You know, you have to go through all this trouble, fill out some paperwork, blah, blah, blah. And, um, since 2015, when my first visa, uh, expired, that was a three-year visa, because I came in 2012, if y'all remember. Um, since 2015, I've had to go up there every single year to renew my visa, because they never extend it longer than a year. And, um, it's been kind of a trying time to keep getting smashed in the face with this blatant, hey, we know you want to stay longer, but fuck your hopes and dreams. We're not going to let you stay. <laughs> but in this case, even though it sucked being denied, um, I know I'm leaving next year. So I just, I made this simple like agreement in my head saying, you know, if I just go ahead and apply and find out if there's some other thing that that's telling me to stay, I'd stay. But, you know, I was basically told no with a hammer to the face. And, you know, even in my sadness, I was comforted. I'm very grateful because I just got this, like, really gentle, like, a, a just a gentle voice telling me, you know, hey, like, why would I let you stay longer when you know you can't kind of thing. And I'm just like, oh, you know, I have moments where I feel so clearly... I hear so clearly, I should say, the voice of God, and it might make the skeptics more skeptical, it might make people think, maybe make people think that I'm crazy, but, like, when I hear God that clearly, I am instantly, like, renewed and comforted, and so, even in my sadness, I was able to, uh, see more and more that there's a plan beyond me, and I need to stop trying to second-guess God and just do what I'm supposed to do. Um, with that being said, um, the week that's followed since then with work has been just ups and downs. Like, ugh. I have this one teacher I work with and I just, I, I, that's probably going to be a whole other podcast, but let's just say that yesterday she was able to feel heat emanating off of my whole entire being because she just infuriated me because she's so incompetent. And as an assistant teacher, my job is to you know, in some sense, bend over backwards to make sure the the teacher is doing what they need to be doing. But when I try to do that, and then the person I'm trying to help hinders me from doing that, which basically impedes me from doing my job, 
I'm going to get frustrated. And then like when shit goes wrong, looking at me, like it's my fault it went wrong or like being like, well, how did we let this happen? And I'm like, bitch, this is your class. So anyway, let's just say that, you know, my job is to be an assistant. That's what I'm going to be. I don't like suddenly having to take the reins of a class like it's mine when it's not even my responsibility really to do it. And as my sister says, just let her crash and burn. But for the student's sake, sometimes I'm not always able to do that. But anyway, that's not even the whole point of today's podcast, y'all. That was just my week. (laughs) So let me digress because I actually do have something I want to talk about today. And um, it's because I was like scrolling through my Facebook this morning and a friend of mine had posted about how um, she keeps hearing guys, uh, foreign men, mostly white foreign men, on these trains like boasting, you know, sometimes they're drunk, sometimes they're not. Unfortunately, most of the time I think they're not drunk. They're probably just new to the country, but... No, basically, basically, she said they're on this on the trains, sitting there talking with their friends, flexing, you know, talking about, well, basically demeaning Japanese women, and that kind of brought up the point that I really want to talk about today, which is um, uh, the fact that Japan is like fuckboy Wonderland. Um, I'm actually kind of shocked I haven't talked about this before. I, <laughs> you would have thought I would have said something about it because it is a, I think, a prevalent problem. Um. I, like, I think I probably mentioned that women have a harder time here with dating, um, and, uh, I don't, I don't really understand exactly how or why, but it's just something that you're gonna have to see over and over and over again, and I mean, so, like, let, let me go through the tears here. So, the whole, like, the whole, the whole, um, advantage is being male, okay, so, as much as I want to say, you know, if you're, if you're black, you won't be with nobody. That's actually not true. There's some, some Japanese girls that are looking for some, some black dick too. And I'm just like, hmm. Now it's not even that, of course the commodity is the white male. We're going to just acknowledge that up front. Of course, that's going to be the one they want the most of, but they're going to be going to try that chocolate ice cream. And, um, to see how much men can mack here and to see how far girls will let them go. Like, not even just girls that are legal either. Like, we're talking high school girls. We're talking, like, underaged. And just because the guy's foreign, you know? And um, for me, it's just, it's really sickening because if we were to step back and take a look at some of these guys, like, we're not talking about Brad Pitts and Johnny Depp's walking around here. Not even, and not even that, uh, those looks would be permissible to how they demean women when they talk about them. That's not what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is we've got guys that actually escaped to Japan from the life they left behind in their home country. And, they couldn't get anywhere in their home countries. Um, they they probably, you know, maybe maybe had a girlfriend or two, maybe not. Maybe they had no action at all. I don't know. I've definitely heard stories of men who were definitely able to start their sexual life here in that sense because they just are assholes at home and, you know, we know it. Um, but it's just when they come here, it's just like, oh, wow, like we don't actually know what handsome foreigner looks like. You must be handsome especially since they're tall or since they you know initiate contact or you know pursue women it's just it just open just just soaks them up gets them all ready for you and then they can conquer and then leave and it's really kind of gross and disgusting but anyway the same friend that posted this this morning uh me and my sister have talked to her about um 
dating in Japan before and she was talking about how um basically uh these men who can't get action at home but come here and get all the attention they could ever want from the opposite sex she calls them losers back home and I like to just kind of dub it LBH you know and um it's kind of it's kind of a real phenomenon like I've just watched it unfold too many times to deny its existence and um I don't understand why it happens I mean I've literally watched men who I'm just like you know you are scum you are literally salt not salt but you are like the the lowest on the earth and now you're getting married or something like that and it's just like I get it. There's someone out here for everyone in these streets, like, I guess. Like, if if you're looking for somebody and you're trying to find them, sure, there's probably someone for you. But I, like, I can't understand that with all this, uh, I just, it just, for me, it just completely devalues relationships. Like, they, they go with women that they know they can walk all over, cheat on, talk shit about behind their backs, talk shit in front of them because there's a language barrier. And it's just disgusting. And the the women are just like, okay, I got somebody, it's cool. But in this country, like, cheating in general is really prevalent anyway. So even if, you know, girls are playing dumb, like, everyone's jumping ship out here. Like, if there's any sort of emotional dissatisfaction or sexual dissatisfaction, they just bounce and move on to the next thing. And I'm just like, it's so easy for them. And I don't completely understand. Like, I've... I've definitely always thought, okay, men cheat. That's just what men do sometimes. But then when I realized that the it goes both ways, it's a two-way street, and a lot of women are dissatisfied, and they just happily go out and then sleep with someone and go back home, and I'm just like, what? Like, I didn't even know this was a problem. So anyway, let me just continue down this vein. Um, you know, fuck boy Wonderland. Um, now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to also digress a little bit because I definitely have some people some men in my life that I know are decent fellas and they have found someone and they're taking care of everything. They're holding it down at home and I respect them and care about them. And I'm really glad that they're in my life because they definitely help redeem some men in this country. But there's a really good deal of them that have literally come to the country to Mac for however long they can and then head back home at some point, which really the motivation to go back home is really low because if they're getting all this tail here, why leave? Like get, they probably just get super comfortable and then just kind of keep it going from there to take it a step further. Um, and maybe this isn't commonly known about Japan, but, um, like porn is super accessible here. Like you can go into a convenience store And you'll see, like, a rack full of, like, comic books and mangas. And then right next to it, not even wrapped up, not even with plastic cellophane on it, there is, like, there are magazines with the on the cover, a lady with her legs open, a lady with her chest almost out. Like, you don't see nudity, but you you see pretty much close to it. Like, right next to stuff that children have access to. And it's just common ground. They just go, nope, that's just, that's there, and you can use it to your discretion, and it's just, it's, it's normal for them. And... To make it just a little bit worse, a lot of these guys, they don't even really purchase it. They just look at it in the store while you're going shopping for a bottle of tea or for a bento to take home and eat. Like, it's just like, it's right there just for you to see. Um, and just to take that step a step further, um, we have this situation in Japan where, um, let me let me just paint a picture for y'all. So I want you to imagine if you've ever come to Japan or ever been to a big city, I want you to Close your eyes for a second and imagine being in like a big, 
you know, uh, concrete jungle, tall buildings, you know, restaurants, city lights, cars, you know, the busy sounds of city life. Think of that. And as you're walking down the street, you see like a billboard on the side of a building and there's three women on it. With those three women, there might be names, there might not be, but you'll notice something very distinctly interesting about them. You'll notice that you can kind of see the curves of their bodies. You can see like their cute hairstyle maybe, but you'll always notice that either one, the top of their head is cut off and all you can see is their mouth and below, like below, like to the body. Or you can see the face, but their mouth area is blurred out. So all you can see is their eyes on their face and then like the rest of their body. Now on these particular billboards are always, always, always advertisements for massage parlors where mostly male patrons will go in and for around 7,000 yen an hour, which is about 70 bucks if we roughly translate that, uh, they can get, you know, some, some massages on various parts of the body. Wink, wink. Um, and this is common practice. Like, to be completely honest with you guys, um, if I step out of my apartment and go down the street, there's a massage parlor at the next corner. If I turn around that corner, go straight and turn another corner down, there's two more near my supermarket. So it's just, it's really common. And it's, it's, it's not, it's not, it's, it's just, it's, it's normal. It's part of their culture. Every day you'll see a guy leaving or a guy entering and they're just like, you know, I say, you know, it's just business for them. It's just ass as a business. And it still has kind of gotten away with it. Like there are police patrolling the area. They know what those places are for. They're not doing anything about it. They're just thinking, well, there's no guns, there's no violence. So no big whoop kind of thing. And, um, I've, I've definitely had moments where I've walked past and like, I don't even have the respect for the people standing outside of it to even say hello to them. Like usually in Japan, it's pretty common. If you go past a business, sometimes you get, you'll make eye contact with someone and kind of nod at them or, you know, greet them or something. But when I see them, when they see me, they just kind of look at me and I kind of look at them and I just kind of keep moving and swerve because I'm not an, a potential customer. I don't have a dick. So there's nothing they can, you know, market towards me. And it's always men going inside. It's always men coming out. Um, if it was, if it's a legit massage parlor, uh, they'll actually show pictures of women, you know, on their stomachs, you know, face down, very, very classy picture of like someone getting their back rubbed down. That is a legit massage parlor. Those are actual massage parlors, but all these other massage parlors are not. And I've just, I've had time and time again have to feel my heart drop in my chest when I see someone like leaving that establishment and then you see them pick up their phone and they're like, oh yeah, I'm on my way home. Did you need anything at the supermarket? And it's just like, now I understand some marriages are open and some people have agreements with their spouse where they're like, look, I'm done fucking you. Fuck whoever you want. Or they'll say, look, I know that you got business and my sexual drive isn't as hard as yours. So go ahead and get it when you need it. I mean, I'm here too, but whatever. Like I get that people can have verbal agreements between them about what they're going to do when it comes to that stuff. But, oh my gosh, I just, for me, I just, I can't help but put myself in the shoes of a woman who has, no, let's not even put myself in any shoes. I'm just going to speak for myself because I, I have, I mean, 
in the 28 years I've been on this planet, I've thought about, you know, do I want to get married really? Do I really want to date people? Like I know that I haven't had much experience and sometimes I go, wow, I don't really know what I'm missing. So it's not a big deal. And other other times I'm like yearning and hoping and hoping and hoping and hoping for it. And I'm just like, I don't know what the fuck I'm hoping for. But when I think of myself in the sense of what marriage is or what a, a monogamous relationship is, the idea that someone I'm laying with going to someone else and not coming to me, not only would that inspire jealousy in me, like, I don't understand how it can't induce rage. And I don't understand how there are people on the earth going, I'm willing to share you. Like, I get that, you know, if you're with someone, they've got their job to do, they've got stuff they got to take care of. You you can't be with them 24-7. You can't talk to them 24-7. I get that, but... Like, when I sign on to that, when someone signs on to that, not even with just marriage, guys, I'm talking about just relationships in general, like, you're with them, and they're with you, and I just, the idea that you're just like, okay, well, I I can't meet your needs, so let's just, let's just, you go do what you gotta do. I'm like, well, then let that shit go. Like, I don't understand what we're holding on to, and I just, I don't know, it makes my head numb. But anyway, men get to just kind of, enjoy these liberties right like i don't see a massage parlor for women to go get theirs you know like if we're gonna go for equality's sake i don't see those places i don't see establishments like that i just i haven't seen them (laughs) i mean i guess someone i don't know don't prove me wrong i would rather i don't care (laughs) i don't i don't really care but um yeah so the fact that it's almost you know because the it were that's japan is repressed sexually in the sense that um they just have all these things they won't talk about. Sex is kind of one of them. They're repressed that way. And not that I've seen it, to be honest. I have seen, like, in general, I've seen pornography before. I kind of wish I haven't, but I've seen it. In Japan, I have not, though. Like, I know they've got all kinds of types of things that you can see, like hentai anime and all kinds of things. Again, not a genre of anime I'm ever going to bounce into. It just cannot. I just won't open that can of worms. Um, but in Japan, apparently according to my sources, <laughs> let me be clear, the sources are not me, let me be clear, um, a lot of porn is actually blurred out, like, they blur out, I'm trying to, what do they say, uh, blur, it blurs out, like, the, the privates, like, you can't really see what's going on, even though you know what's going on, so, they, they repress it in that sense, but then openly go to, go to shady massage parlor brothels, like, I'm just like, I don't understand culturally how this happened like I I don't get it but um anyway the foreign men who come here get to ride literally like literally and figuratively (laughs) ride the system because it's built to please them and um you know I just I I don't I don't always understand why 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 I had to come here and see this but Like, the men who come here, like, I know deep down that some of them are running from something back home. I know some of them don't want to go and take on the responsibilities that they carefully or haphazardly left behind. But I just, I literally, like, I wish I had a a better way to to form the the feelings I have about this subject. It's, It's just something that I don't clearly understand. And maybe I can't understand because I'm a woman. And maybe it really is just a sex thing, but, uh, sorry, a gender thing. I don't really know. It's, it's something, but, 
Um, let me, um, let me move on to, uh, the other half of it, obviously, because if there's fuck boys, there's also a few fuck girls here too. Like there are women who literally came here to come and try the, the cuisine, if you know what I mean. Um, there's definitely women who've come here to just ride a few Japanese guys to see what it's like or to find out if the stereotypes are true or whatever. And, um, it's just kind of this, I don't know, it's such a, it's such an interesting thing, like, I don't know, because I didn't go through a phase where I just dated a whole bunch of Japanese guys or anything, like, I don't get it, but um, a lot of women, like, if they can even get that attention from a Japanese guy, they, they will put out pretty easily, because they're like, wow, I got I got one, you know, let me, let me see if I can keep them, and I just, I've never seen sex keep anyone, I just haven't seen it yet, I just don't think that's a, a, a effective strategy. But anyway, there are a few women who come here and they fuck around too, and then they realize how empty it is and they end up going back. And then you've got women who are a bit selective about who they date or who they get into relationships with or, you know, even who they have sex with. But then in the end, they're they're probably going to be single in the long run because, you know, they either don't know enough Japanese or what have you. And the biggest issue that women have in this country is always, always, always uh, the fact that Japanese men really want Japanese women. So, to curb this situation, a foreign woman ought to have Japanese mannerisms. She ought to speak as much Japanese as possible. That She should have a really good understanding of Japanese culture. Like, they really want a Japanese woman. But if they want it with the foreign face, they want the Japanese woman and the foreign woman together in one. Like, that's what they really want. Like, they don't really like Japanese women who act like foreign women. Like, they don't really like that. They're like, she's too, like, too much, too outspoken, she's too smart, whatever. Insert adjective here. And so I've watched that a few times, too, where I'm just like, perfectly beautiful, smart, funny, whatever you want to call them women, unable to actually have relationships in this country because they are too insert adjective here for Japanese men. And that is the category I fall into. Um, in my case, I am thick. I am brown. Uh, I don't have the hair type that men really call appealing. I mean, I've I've been called cute over and over again by Americans and Japanese people. I've been called cute. Um, and that's like, that's it. Like that's the top, that's like the highest I can go. Um, in the case of really anything more, you might get a little bit more action when a guy's been drinking. He'll come up to you and then be like, wow, you're really beautiful or whatever. I've had one man tell me once that he won't, he wanted to have mixed babies with me. Oh, no, I'm sorry. He said he wanted to have mixed babies. He didn't say technically with me, but because he was saying it to me directly, I was going, oh, gosh, like the thirst. Uh, back up. Like, we're not even... What's your name again? Like, I don't even know your name, so... It's very fascinating to see this dynamic because what happens is it creates this 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 distance between foreign men and foreign women. Like it, I've seen it over and over again. It's like a disparity, right? Like you've got this this commodity, the men. They're always going to be wanted. They're in, they're in high demand. Japanese women are going to take them, and even if they discard a Japanese woman, they can get another one by tomorrow. Whereas foreign women get desperate and lonely and clingy and all kinds of things. And, um, even though I haven't been able to get in the game dating wise, um, I've just seen it happen with girlfriends of mine or now ex-girlfriends of mine where I just haven't, you know, I don't talk to them anymore cause they, they're weird. Um, but there are a few exceptions I have seen. Um, how many weddings I've been to, um, two, three, three weddings since I've moved here. 
Um, two of them were just like all out Christian wedding where, you know, they had it at the church and stuff. And another one was like a Halloween party wedding. And, um, I mean, I've seen it happen, but in all cases, you know, it's like at the, the, the Jap in the Japanese sense, uh, sorry, in the Christian church sense, one of them was, a uh, I was like, a I'm trying to remember like, uh, two Japanese people got married and then the other wedding, uh, a white male married a Japanese woman. And then at the Halloween party one, it was a Japanese man marrying a, uh, uh, she identifies as Latina, but she passes for white. So like in her case, she actually is almost completely fluent in Japanese. She's like, she's a weeaboo. Like she was obsessed with Japanese culture and she caught one. So, you know, I say to every woman and man, I guess work your grind, but I just can't always understand the the means to the end, I guess. Um, I haven't been able to sort out how to break into dating. And even though I've tried dating sites, and like I said in my last podcast, I've quit them now um, for everyone, male, uh, not male, but <laughs> for foreigners and Japanese men. I've let it go. I just, I can't use them anymore. Um, it's just too, it's too depressing, I guess. Um, it's just more of the same. I realize that every year my mind expands. I have more things to say and more thoughts that I've thought and things I want to express. But when I realize with Japanese men, you can't even break through the barrier because you're still trying to sort through how to say it in Japanese or they're trying to sort out how to say it in English. Like definitely being here in this country has taught me that I cannot be with someone with whom I can't share my whole heart. I, I can't have a language barrier. Like even in English, there's going to be miscommunication. So imagine if it's a completely different language. Like, I don't know if I'm diligent enough with a person or myself to fight for that relationship. I just don't see it. I don't see the worth. I don't see the point. And, um, I wouldn't want to force someone to do that with me. Um, I remember I had like a really small crush on this one guy. He was like, um, really good at English and he's like a, he was a, um, a conversation teacher and he, uh, liked black women. Like he distinctly liked black women. Uh, He said he went through a phase where he like really idolized black people in that sense, but he had realized how strange that was, had pulled away from it and now just kind of respects the culture. Like I thought, I'm like, Oh wow, you, you're a real one kind of thing. And I was really excited that I'd met him. Cause I was like, I didn't even know these kind of people exist. Um, and to be honest, he was shorter than I really prefer men. Uh, he was thicker than I prefer men, but because he had really good conversation and really good sense of humor, I was able to look past that and really try to get to know him better. The problem was he's Japanese. So it was hard to really make time to see him and he couldn't really make time to see me. And like, not that we dated or anything, but like trying to just get those initial conversations to come to the meet, the meetup, that was the part where it all fell apart. Like trying to, you know, say, Hey, when are you free? Let's do this. Or, Hey, um, I got this going on. You want to come? And like, it's always no, always no, always no. And like, I was dropping hints, like, you know, you know, you're not a, you're not a bad guy. Like I was dropping hints that I was interested, but he just couldn't, he never picked it up and just left it alone. And after a while, I walk away. There's no point in, like, you know, kicking a dead horse. I wish him well. I don't have any animosity towards him, but it's just too Japanese for me. And in the other cases, like, you've got the situation where the most attention you get from other men is always foreign men. So in my case, like I think I've said before, it's like Turkish, Nepalese, uh, Indian, uh, Middle Eastern men. They love me. And I'm just like, please go away. Please go away. Like, 
I would say the scariest situation I ever had was when a man tried to basically pick me up at my home station. Like, that was really upsetting because he was really trying to get me to go somewhere with him or to, you know, help me get into his car so I could, like, so he could drive me home. And I'm like, bro, bro, you need to back the fuck up. Like, it was... He was, like, like on me. And I'm really glad he didn't actually, like, physically touch me or harm me or anything. But that was really jarring because I'm just like, I'm trying to live my life. I'm trying to just get around. And I don't don't really need this kind of attention. And it really makes you, like, second-guess yourself. Makes you go, like, should I wear these kind of outfits? Like, should I not do my hair like this? Like, it it really, when that shit happens, it's like, what? Like, was there... Do I smell a certain way? Like, how do I shake these people off? So... In his case, like, it, this is the creepy part. In that particular story, I mean, I'm sure I could uh, um, I could, uh, I could uh, go deeper into it, but I won't. But in that particular story, um, that man, like, I actually saw him on Facebook weeks later. Like, they're like, you might know this person because he lives in Nagoya. And I was just like, oh, my gosh, that's him. Oh, my gosh, that's him. So I clicked on it because I wanted to, like, make sure it was him, and it was. Cause it was the same like tallness, same face and everything. And it was like, Oh, Mary lives, you know, in this part of Nagoya. And I'm like, so why are you hollering at me? You got somebody like everyone's over here trying to find side pieces. Um, I've definitely gone to uh, a bar before and watched friends get hit on. And then the guy might start hitting on me after the, that friend says no. And I'm just like, Oh, that's right. Second choice always is a good place to be. And of course, I've also been to a club here or there where a guy wants to try and dance near you and you're just kind of like, that's adorable, and you just walk away. Um, I remember one time in Tokyo when I was there uh, with my friend when we went, um, we, this one older man, he was like 52, I think he said, and um, he was trying to holler at me and my friend, and he was basically just trying to get one of us to go home with him. And I was like, oh, sir, like, you're old enough to be, um, our father, so no. Um, and, like, we had this other pair, this other, like, pair was nearby. They were dancing. They were a little bit, uh, I think they were looking for a threesome, but, um, that was, they were weird. Anyway, I don't want to get off the point, but my whole point about today is this this disparity between foreign women, uh, foreign women and foreign men. Like, I've lost my English, guys. My pronunciation is terrible today. But, um... It's just really strange, like, the this dynamic. We've got men on their pedestals getting getting ass every day if they want it. And we've got women who are, like, literally thirsting themselves to death. Um, and I admit, I went through... I went through a time where I really was predominantly attracted to Asian men. I liked how they looked, despite how big their heads can be. I didn't mind their height. I didn't really even mind that they were skinny or anything. But the longer I've been here and realized that, oh my goodness, I'm... I'm thick, and y'all can't even handle me. Like, that's that's a problem. Um, I grew out of liking them so much. Um, I still see a cute guy here and there. I still, you know, might bat eyes at a cute guy here or there. Definitely at Starbucks last week I had that happen. <laughs> but that's all it is. It's always just a, you know, a cute interaction, and then it's over. And I'm over it, guys. I'm so over it. Um... Yeah, foreign men here, I wish y'all luck. I really hope that y'all can get your head out of your own ass and actually, like, realize when you're being dick, like, just, you're just being dicks. Like, when you're sitting around talking about women in their earshot or talking about your conquests just because you can, just because you think there's a language barrier, like, just realize you are an asshole. Like, I'm really glad my friend posted that today because 
I'm, I really got me thinking and I'm like, I just hate that this is so normalized here and they're encouraged really to act that way because, you know, they probably have several friends that are getting just as much action as they are and they feel like they're the cream of the crop and it's gross. It's really, it's just, ugh, makes me want to just throw up. But, um, you know, I really hope that all of them find whatever the fuck they're looking for. I don't think you can find it inside someone's vagina, but that's my personal opinion. Just like with women, I don't think you'll ever find joy on someone's dick. Like, I think sex can be fun and all that, but I just don't think you're going to find what you're looking for. Like, I just think everyone's, like, just looking for something and walking around in circles, really, when it comes to that. And it's really sad. It's a waste of time. It's a waste of energy. And as a pent-up virgin sitting sitting here, realizing that that energy could be spent on someone today if I was desperate enough, I realized that I've definitely made the best choices for myself while I've lived here. I just, I'm so glad that I didn't fall into the pit. I didn't get stuck with some guy, like no one night stands, no broken heart. Like I'm very, very, very blessed in that regard. I I really, it really could have ended up differently. And I'm so, so, so happy that, you know, as I prepare to leave next year, um, there's a horizon ahead of me, uh, covered in different kinds of people and, new acquaintances and, you know, hopefully flirtationships. I mean, I still got, I still have a favorite. Of course, every woman has a favorite, but, you know, I just have to push, push on and still get to know myself. And unfortunately I can't pluck out my eyes and stop seeing the things that I see. So I guess sometimes I'm just going to have to take the time and talk about them so I can just get them off my chest. But anyway, guys, I hope that was an enlightening podcast for you. Sorry that I'm stumbling over my words. I've been speaking all day, and then I came home and recorded this. And if it seems really, like, you know, clumsy, I'm really sorry. But, uh, you know, I did my best, and I hope that you guys are able to get something out of it. Um, if you're a foreign man here in Japan and you're macking, um, you know what you're doing. Uh, you know what you did. So... I hope you get your shit together, and I hope you're not just out there just trying to collect as many notches in your bedpost as possible. And if you're a foreign woman in Japan, and you're feeling lonely, just know that you're not the only one. If you're not, you know, throwing it around, or not, you know, going for one-night stands, um, I mean, even those women, y'all, y'all too, y'all probably feel a little lonely too. Like, I'm sure y'all looking for something a little bit more than today. Like, please, for your own sake, please be looking for something longer than just tonight. Um, but yeah. So yeah, I'll send you guys out now. I pray you have a blessed day, a blessed week, and a blessed month. I pray that you and yours are in the hands of God and taken care of. I pray that you don't have any financial needs, that you don't got any stresses, and that you can sleep well every single night. Please take it easy, and I'll do my best to take it the same. This has been ALA, and uh, we're out here.